2: Hey, this is Emily, and this is Sandra, and I'm Jess, and you're listening to Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls Rewatch podcast.
3: This week's episode is Nick and Nora, sit and Nancy. This is Emily. I will be doing the summary this week. Are you guys ready? Yeah, goodbye. Yes. Okay. Rory's first day of her junior year at Chilton. Luke gets a random call from his sister. His nephew's coming to stay. Rory tries to make peace with Paris, but ends up getting the wrong time for the Franklin meeting and shows up late, ending up with a crappy assignment that she crushes, which then gets her an interview with Max. Lorelai invites Luke and Jess to dinner. Jess immediately likes Rory, steals a beer from the fridge, and then fights with Lorelai and disappears. Luke then also fights with Lorelai. Rory does the interview with Max. Lorelai is supportive. Jess steals but bets gnome and does something to Taylor, and Luke pushes him in in the lake. The end.
2: Oh, that, wow. you yeah, did it. That, I mean, I would say no point there. That's a clear yeah. one. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, did I get ev- – I got everything, right? Yeah, yeah you got, got everything. everything. You had, you got, like, you had one second, second left. Despair. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Guys, I prepared.
2: <laughs> wow. Okay. So, I'm throwing a little shade. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, to be fair, I did not prepare last time.
2: No worries. You also but- talked –
1: as fast as Lorelai, so congratulations! I I'm not gonna lie, I was
3: always I was always proud of how fast I could talk.
2: <laughs> Maybe that's what this is training us for. This new segment, we're just learning to be even more like the Gilmore Girls. La la
1: la 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 la. All right, guys, this we have been preparing for this episode. Mm-hmm. Since April.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And we are here. Woo-hoo. Finally. Um, and it starts out so innocently. We're at Luke's Diner.
3: Yeah. Rory is super excited for her first day oh, at Chilton. For the new school year.
2: And it's like, also exciting because this is her true, like, first, first day. Mm-hmm. Right? Because she came in late. So this is, like, everybody's first day.
1: Everybody's yeah. excited. So let's compare days. Last time... Lorelai, let's say, was not at her best. No. (laughs) No. And this time, Rory is um, very anxious. I actually really feel for her because I feel like her anxieties are really high in this episode.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Or at least in this this scene. And Lorelai is not helping. But she's not dressed like a rodeo girl. so (laughs) So that's a win.
3: Yeah. I will say, I feel like Rory's concerns, though, are pretty, I don't I don't know, maybe it's just because we grew up with Rory, but, like, those are pretty standard ones for me. I was like, I, I need to get to school early, I need to find my locker, oh, see yeah. if there's any weird quirks with it, I want to map out my classrooms.
1: First day like, jitters, man.
3: Yeah. Nothing worse than being the late kid the first day of school.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. It just reminded me, <laughs> in high school, my best friend, they're bus just did not come to their stop and they had no other way to getting to school so they came like two hours
2: late oh no
1: (laughs) it was so bad yeah you don't want to be the late kid in school
2: no but at least that's a very legit excuse like if your school bus does not come and that's on the school and
1: before uber so
2: oh yeah gosh can you imagine ubering to high school (laughs) i'm sure
1: people do it right I mean on with kids maybe.
2: I yeah. couldn't have
1: afforded to Uber to school. I mean in Beverly. I walked to high school though. Yeah, right. But we get our one Lane appearance this mm-hmm. episode. hmm And And it was not enough. It was not enough. I miss Lane. Yeah.
2: I want more Lane. Oh, Lane. Well, well Lane. we're gonna get more Lane. Um, mm-hmm. but she is making quite honestly a hefty s- C D order mm-hmm, for Rory yeah. to pick up. Like Rory must have more just like pocket money on hand than I usually would think because that's a lot of CDs. Well, each CD was at least like 15 bucks. It's
3: very subtle, but at the end of that conversation, right before Lane leaves, she sets some cash down on the table. Oh, cool. Okay. Oh, like I was watching for it because I was like, (laughs) is Lane seriously gonna
1: ask Rory to go grab like $50 of CDs or something? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because, like, it's five different CDs. So, mm-hmm. even if it was minimal $10 each, mm-hmm. yeah. it's 50 bucks. Yep.
3: But, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much money, obviously. She, like, slams down a hundred or a five dollar bill, but she puts something on the table.
1: Where Where is Lane getting this money? Does Lane have a job? I mean, she works at the
3: at the antique store sometimes, doesn't she? But
2: do you think doesn't that she? she would get paid for that work, or would that just be, like, expected of her as a responsibility? I don't know. I would say it like that. Maybe Mrs. she does Kim... what I did
3: as a teenager and just pocket all the change when I'm told to go to the store and get something. <laughs> I have
2: $20 for the high school okay. Mrs. Same, Kim doesn't same. strike me as like a big allowance giver either. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But also, I mean, she has clearly bought all of her crazy like, uh, her closet stuff. Mm-hmm, her CDs, yeah. the clothes. She buys all of that. I don't know. Maybe She's got money. Lane you has money that, somewhere. Um,
1: Mr. Kim, who we don't see Seven Maybe years. he slides her money
2: yeah right? there. <laughs> yeah i mean who knows we literally know nothing about the man we also don't know anything about luke's sister really who we get a call from in this scene
1: mm-hmm. yeah taylor comes in with the boy scouts boy scouts uh, yeah boy this is morning right
3: this is morning, right? When this episode is uh, taking place. Yeah. It's early. Yeah, it's, it's early before it's school. Very early. So all these Boy Scouts come in and start ordering cheeseburgers and french fries and like all these lunch not and dinner meals. Fries, yeah. And I was
2: like, oh. it's before high school starts. Yeah. That's the time. Yeah. Of this. It, it should I was It's like, probably like what 6 a.m. Parent... <laughs> yeah. Also, what Boy Scouts are meeting before school on a presumably Monday morning? Like, the first day of school, and why yeah. is Taylor the troop leader? There's so many That's questions. That's the weird around one. This. That seems like a Kirk, right? Doesn't Kirk seem like he would be the scout leader, and he would take it way too yeah. seriously? Oh
3: yeah, he would. I don't know. I feel like Kirk would get him lost in the woods, and he'd have his uh leadership
1: revoked. <laughs> true,
3: true. <laughs> Canon. It shouldn't
1: be Taylor. <laughs> yeah, like Taylor has a job. He's the owner of Dozies. I, yeah. I could
3: almost let it go and be like maybe it's something they did over the weekend so he's like monday morning i'll take you all out to breakfast at luke's for you know to celebrate but then like everybody orders lunch food and stuff
2: like yeah, this is I weird know. i don't know it is weird it is weird and then lorelei fights with a child like <laughs> <laughs> she loves fighting with children <laughs> lorelei just wants I your was here first
1: man. on this earth <laughs> yeah um, and meanwhile, as this is happening, Luke is having that conversation mm-hmm. with what we find out is his sister. And, yep. uh, the anger is quick. Mm hmm. Very. And, okay, so we know Liz, right? We're mm-hmm. gonna find out who Liz is later. Yeah. Yes. But the Liz painted here is not what we get later. No. no.
2: When we meet Liz later, we are specifically told that she is, like, in a much better place. She's doing mm-hmm. better. Yes. She's got her life together. Right now, she is the kind of person who ships her kid off to her brother with yeah. no notice, pretty yeah. much, because she I... can't handle it.
3: And I think, at this point, she might be an alcoholic. I feel like in the future it's alluded to. I
1: thought it was worse than that. Like, I a think, heavier yeah, addiction. It, yeah, yeah.
3: I think it is, but I don't think it's any specific ceramic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we'll give it best case scenario. She's an alcoholic at this point.
1: Yeah. There's definitely something going on. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, we don't find out right here about the mystery boy that's coming Mm -hmm. to town, Mm -hmm. but Luke is definitely pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also like, okay, fine. Slam the, the phone down.
3: But, and this goes back on to Liz too, like there is literally no notice. It's, hey, like, is he already on the bus at this point? Like, this all happens in one day.
1: Well, he gets there yeah. at 10. Remember? It's like, Ronan says he got there at 10 a.m. Yeah. Uh-huh.
3: So this is a 6 a.m. phone call. He's already on his way. Because uh, when probably.
2: we when we see Luke later with all the groceries, it's the same day. Lorelai's in the same outfit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure the commute from New York to Connecticut would probably be about three hours.
1: So maybe an hour before. So make sure Luke will get him maybe. off the bus and that's it. But it's a bus. And a bus is not going to take you th- the same distance as a car. Like the same time as a yeah, car. Yeah, it would take a little bit longer. A little bit yeah. longer. Maybe,
3: maybe it's Express.
1: <laughs> the well, Express to Hartford?
2: We'll talk about the bus because
1: <laughs> I have some comments about this bus. But oh, okay. before that, we do get Luke coming back to the diner with... Um, a lot of groceries, let's say, Frosted yeah. Flakes,
2: kid food. <laughs> I love Frosted Flakes. Everybody's hating on Frosted Flakes in this episode. They're great. They're I know great. Jess says I it. do like
3: Frosted Flakes. They're great. Those <laughs> Frosted Flakes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> There's also Rice Krispies,
1: like five boxes of Rice Krispies, pasta, Chef Boyardee, and Pop Tarts.
2: That's what I mean, Luke thinks Jess is gonna. So eat. Luke thinks Jess is ten. <laughs> <laughs> Luke thinks that maybe Jess will eat the kind of food that he sees at Lorelai's house. Yeah.
3: This is true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right?
2: He's like, gosh, well, what did Lorelai have last time I was over there? Pop-tarts. Rory eats that. Obviously. Maybe Jess will eat yeah, that. and
3: Pop-tarts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh-huh.
2: um, and so we find out a little bit of
1: background info. First off, we have a trick situation. Not really a dead situation and then become a live situation, but a Jimmy the hot dog king left two years ago, but later yeah. on, it's he left when he was in diapers. Yeah. yeah. I so, love that he's
3: still a hot yeah. dog king, though. He is still mm-hmm.
2: a hot dog king. Like, that's that, one that thing they. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I guess it's a weird choice to, to hold on to, but okay.
2: But I think it's, like, the point, like, so many of these characters that are, like, so one-sided, it's, like, oh, this person's claim to fame, this person's entire life is there, the hot dog guy. Let's look down on him because he's the hot dog guy, right? It's like- Yeah, it's kind of If
3: anybody in the show is the hot dog guy, it's Kirk for wearing a hot dog costume in front of (laughs) Luke Steiner in a future episode.
2: We'll have to wait for that moment. He can take over the crown then. So Lorelai starts immediately like, all right. Well, what kind of trouble?
1: What like what about this nephew? What do you know? She has she's really bad. Super during him. valid concerns. Yeah, like, these are all
3: really valid concerns. Though, like Luke can yeah. ask any questions, and he just nope. assumes Jess is gonna show up and be like,
2: Kay, "Okay, I'm Dory. here.
3: Let's have fun." Like, yeah. You
2: no,
3: know, <laughs> you just found out there's a 17 year old kid who keeps getting into trouble is coming into your tiny little town, who, as far as we know, has a two man police force
1: right? Yeah. But Luke tells a little story and he says that, you know, after his mom died, it was just um, his dad and him, working all the time, Liz doing whatever and then she took off right after high school. Mm-hmm. And like, he doesn't see that Liz apparently had a really bad time.
3: Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. He was super dismissive of Liz's feelings. Yeah. How Liz would have dealt with losing her mother at such a young age and Mm -hmm. now all she has left is a dad and a brother who apparently don't want her around? Mm -hmm. It's kind of the vibe I got.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't know. I just feel like I don't want to give Liz too much credit because again, we don't know her right now. She's a Mm -hmm. cutie character, Mm -hmm. but right now it just seems like Liz was kind of abandoned at a time when she lost her mom.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And Lorelai kind of connects with that like the story of like the girl who kind of just gets out of there and Mm -hmm. i was surprised there wasn't more of a connection because you know luke says like as soon as she could she was out of here it's like that was lorelei's experience too lorelei also had a kid young like we have to assume that liz Mm -hmm. also had jess young because of the age similarities but i kind
1: of have a i don't know if theory is the right word um well whatever I don't think Lorelei acts like Lorelei in this episode. I think I she's I think a little out of character.
3: I think she's too mature in this episode? No, I think Or not mature enough. Well <laughs> Depends on the scene.
1: No, I just think that she's not really her. Um we'll talk about it later when the Jess confrontation comes up. But yeah. I feel
2: like that's I feel like that's more Lorelei. I don't know. I'm interested to hear your points, but I think that Lorelai inserting herself aggressively into a situation yeah. that it's not oh, about Lorelei. her is so on brand. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was thinking. She's like, oh, Luke has something going on in his life. I have to be part
1: of this. Well, Luke has gotten an inflatable bed. There is a blow-up doll joke, uh, yeah. which always feels so out of place and I it don't does. know why.
2: Yeah. Also, I think that like when you have somebody show up from out of town unexpectedly an air mattress is not a crime it's not yeah like yes he's he's coming to stay potentially indefinitely however he just found out about it this morning are you saying he needs (laughs) to go out and buy a bed right now like right so was was Lorelai going to Luke's when she ran
3: into him again when he got all those groceries or was she just walking by
2: she must have been walking by because if yeah, she was already she going was back, that by. would be in less like, than two... three hours. Yeah,
1: it could have been like a break, though.
2: Yeah. I guess. Yeah, but how many times but... a day does she go to Luke's?
1: Right? <laughs> she just goes. Like how long of a, day. a break
3: does she get if she can take one? <laughs> she what, an hour the and a half after being at work.
1: Yeah, she can do True. whatever she wants. So yeah, and then Dean. Um, Dean. Wow, that's the wrong person. No, he's not in this there episode. Is no, uh, Dean in this
2: episode. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a mention
1: of him. No, not nope. at all. Luke has admitted that he did not speak to Jess even once. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Like, why would I... Yeah, and and I hate how he handles it, too. Like, why would I talk to him? He's coming here. End of the story. Maybe figure out why, how he feels about it, what his issues are.
2: Yeah, Just ask, but admittedly, what do can you, you imagine what that phone call would actually have sounded like. Since we know I Jess. wouldn't have sounded at all, Based Jess. on the way that Jess acts in this episode, like, he would have either said nothing, he would have hung up, he would have made a snarky comment. Like, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have gotten us any further. It's the right thing to do, but it wouldn't have helped in this situation. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I have some background stuff for you guys. Okay. Okay. So we got our second big view of Luke's apartment, and- there is now a chess game set up. Who is Luke playing chess with?
2: Himself. himself. He's an academic. Himself. Haven't you seen <laughs> yeah, the I mean, I, Gambit? Could do that. Yeah, yeah, you
1: could definitely do that. <laughs> There's an entire case of baseball trophies. Like, a lot of them. Like, I'm talking
2: mm-hmm.
1: maybe 15 or 20 of them.
2: Like, we're starting to move into Butch Dane's territory. Exactly. Yep.
1: And then next to that stand, there is a framed photo of President Truman holding the infamous Dewey Defeats Truman newspaper. Um, the newspaper the night before, it was the New York Times. Oh, God, don't quote me. It was one of them. Washington Post, one of them. Um, they accidentally put Dewey Defeats Truman, thinking that Dewey was going to oh, defeat yeah. Truman.
0: Oh, but yeah. he
1: didn't. Truman won. And Truman is very happily holding up that paper like, ha, ha, ha. Why does
2: Luke have
3: that? I ASP was just Googling random old black and white photos that you could <laughs> stick
2: in a frame. But the the big question is, was the photo of two fish standing up yes. outside of water present?
1: <laughs> still um, there, still there.
2: Good. Oh thank God. <laughs> we have to have our cornerstones. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, Luke's uh, apartment is just kind of a weird, um, half. Maybe like, that was something of his dad's? Th- maybe. The picture? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought you
3: were moving on to the apartment, and I was like, well, yeah, clearly. Well, yeah, no, no, I'm
2: just, like, so much of this stuff, it's, like, fishing and baseball. Okay, we know, like, Luke likes those things. That's but, like, Luke's Like, the personality. political stuff, maybe that's his dad, you know.
1: Yeah. That would make sense. I could see that, yeah but anyways we move on to chilton wait
3: i, I want to yeah. mention one thing we get a parting shot from lorelei did you get sheets of course oh, i got no. sheets he walks out grabs his keys sheets
2: <laughs> i probably do my favorite like, part of you know of the what scene. i
1: do really like that touch because luke would not remember the sheets
2: no but at the same time <laughs> who needs sheets on an air luke mattress has one set of sheets I mean... Well, isn't his bed like a full right now or something? But I something? mean, like, if you're putting stuff on an air mattress, it could be oversized. You can wrap it like a little like a little present. He's bachelor. He
3: washes his sheets during the day and puts them back on when they're
2: done.
1: Oh, I don't know if he does that either. He's <laughs> got <laughs> to hope he washes them, period. I mean, Luke seems yeah. like a clean enough guy. Uh, that's oh, what I'm going with. Season one, Luke definitely had more than one pair of sheets. Season yes. two, Luke...
2: And honestly, by the time we get to like season five, Luke, who knows if he even has sheets. <laughs> who is that man? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but Chilton, <laughs> we do go to Chilton. Rory makes it on time for her first day.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, but she's late to the Franklin, so she's <sighs> perpetually going to be late to something on the first day. Apparently, yes.
2: Which.
3: Wouldn't there have been like an email or a piece of paper or something Something. sent in writing with
1: the time? So confused by this, right? Because Rory and Paris, Paris is immediately, you know, vicious. Paris
2: Paris is Mm -hmm. still mad about something that literally didn't even happen. Yeah, (laughs) basically. And they both have like acknowledged that it didn't happen. Paris has acknowledged this thing is dumb and she just won't. Paris's
3: superpower is spite. Mm -hmm.
2: yeah holding that grudge and it's
3: in full force this episode
1: and uh rory is trying to you know broker a deal like we don't have to talk we don't have to be friends let's just get through this but we're going to be on the franklin together and um paris lies and says that the franklin meeting is going to be at four and louise and and madeline do not flinch are they in on this plan
2: I can f- I imagine would... that neither of them know, and they're just going to follow Paris. Yep. Okay. Because I would be so disappointed in Malo. So
3: the meeting we find out the meeting we find out is actually at three mm-hmm. fifteen. No alarm bells go off in Rory's head that this meeting starts somewhere forty five minutes to an
1: hour after school ends.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But back um, to your
1: point. I feel like I had clubs that started later because then you could beat it at other clubs. You would mm-hmm. have your clubs stacked. Oh, you went to a school with multiple activities. <laughs> <laughs> I was usually at school till like 7:30, yeah. Oof.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would say we can't count on Louise <clears throat> to know very much about anything. She didn't mm-hmm. realize she was going to have to do weekends for the paper. That's yeah. true. For <laughs> Louise. True. Um,
1: I like Paris's hair, and you know what it reminded me of? It Rory's hair in the Concert, concert. Interruptions. Yep. Yep. It's the same, same exact
3: hairstyle. It looks good on her, though. She mm-hmm. looks great. Spite is her color.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I, honestly, the Chilton scenes are a little fillery to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's kind of more of the same between Rory and Paris. We do need a shift. In their relationship, yeah. I think it's become a little bit stale. Yeah, yeah. But one thing that's not fillery is back in Hollow. It's ten o'clock in, in the morning, and Luke is waiting. Some background stuff. First off, there's a New York's time little stand, and mm-hmm. huh. didn't there was something about newspapers with Max um he i think he was able to get the
3: times and something else but they did not have the wall street journal okay the one they were missing all
1: right well that's where they got the times was the in front of the bus station Mm -hmm. um and then the second thing is we mentioned before that like 9-11 happened recently within Mm -hmm. this season and there was been no mention Within no the actual... mention
2: and, like, continued jokes that are, like, counter to it. Like, Lane mm-hmm. strapping CDs to her body
1: on yeah. a flight.
2: Yeah. Just, like, things that literally run counter to the way the world was after 9-11. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, in the background, we do get a
1: um a look at the church, like, bulletin board. That's not the bulletin mm-hmm. board. It's That's like not a, what it's called. It's, the, the announcement board. Lists, the announcement yeah. board, yeah. And it is very, you know, we don't know this yet, but we know this because we watched all of Gilmore Girls, but the viewer doesn't know this yet if you're just watching it for the first time. Um, There's a cross on the announcement board, and then it immediately says Rabbi uh, Baron will be speaking on this sermon. And the sermon is Allah, friend or foe. So that's very obviously a I'm going to say a direct 9-11 reference.
2: If it's not, then it's like incredibly, it's an incredible coincidence. Yeah, Mm -hmm. But you have to assume that it isn't a coincidence because, I mean, we were all there post 9-11. There was no coincidences around that topic. I feel like if it's
3: not a 9-11 reference, it's incredibly offensive. Yeah. Like unless it's trying to expand the knowledge of of that religion because of unfortunately all the tensions that came from nine eleven, then it's kinda like why would you imply that it's a foe to begin with? Yeah. Potential yeah. for a
1: lot to be a foe. Unfortunately after nine eleven there was a lot of discourse mm-hmm. and a lot of straight up just hate. Hate. Yeah. yeah.
2: A lot of misinformation, a lot of mm-hmm. um, fear, fear that yeah. like, led and fed into that misinformation. Um, so we would we would hope that that this sermon is going to be about, you know, exploring the religion and, and you know, looking at the truths. But mm-hmm. who knows? This is literally the only thing we see is a sign. There's nothing yeah. else about it. Like they don't say it within the characters
1: or there's no mention of it. Really, in the app, ep- there- this is not a plot point at all. It is just a no. sign in the background. And the it's only reason very interesting I saw choice. it was because I saw the New York Times stand. And I was like, oh, look, it's a New York Times stand. Well, wait, what does the announcement for say? Oh, <laughs> that's, that's what, what it, it says. says. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'd be interested in your thoughts if you guys want to let us know what you think. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that maybe you would have been better off not being said.
2: Yeah. Yeah, unless unless they were going to touch on the topic directly, which a lot of shows mm-hmm. kind of did. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, an interesting The West Wing comes to mind. Yeah. Um, they had an yeah. entire episode about it.
1: Um, so, like, but that is a political show. This is not mm-hmm. a political show. So
2: I feel right. like in a non-political show, don't even mention it. It's weird. It's I'm curious how many people even have noticed that, right? Because you mm-hmm. have to like pause at a very specific point, oh, in a very yeah. specific episode. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a blinky visit kind of thing for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I certainly didn't. I was a little uh, preoccupied with what was about to happen. <laughs> oh yeah. So going back to the episode, um,
1: so okay, another background thing: this bus is coming in from Hartford, right? Mm-hmm. But that's Presumably Rory's bus. It's not. The Hartford bus? But She wouldn't have been on it. I mean, no, it's. No, no, no. But what I mean is, this is a different bus. Like, it should have been.
2: This is. Well, this a... is like a Greyhound or something, right? This is like
1: a. Yeah, like but a he's coming bus? in from Hartford. So he should just be taking a regular
2: bus. This is bothering me. And I just. Well, what if no it one originated else somewhere else? I think it originated somewhere else. And maybe it stopped at Hartford, but then it continued on.
3: Maybe one's an express versus uh, multiple stops.
2: Sure. I don't ride the bus. So <laughs> I, right, I'm, I'm not, not a bus person. A bus <laughs> I'm not an me. East Coast person. Sandra, you can be the bus Listen, the bus boss.
1: but <laughs> I'm the only one that is bothered by this, so I'll move on. It's fine. Jess is here, and not just co host who has been not here Not me, the I've entire always time, been here. <laughs> but Jess Mariano. And um, he doesn't talk much.
2: No. Hard it, time. I'm- there's, like, a really – it's it's a funny moment when he first – like, Luke is all excited, standing at the door mm-hmm. of the bus, waiting for Jessica to get off, and he's got this smile on his face like he's greeting his nephew, <laughs> and Jess just looks at him, and they're just Deadpan. frozen. <laughs> and Luke's just like, wow, <laughs> and they okay, just go.
3: <laughs> it makes me wonder, though, like, how much have they actually seen each other? Yeah. Because obviously Luke isn't a fan of Liz.
1: Mm -hmm. Luke doesn't go to New York.
3: Yeah. No. So, I mean, I don't think this would be Jess's first time meeting Luke, but it might be...
2: Maybe the first time since he's been old enough to...
3: Yeah. First time in a couple years,
1: I would bet.
2: Yeah. And, um,
1: looking at Stars Hollow from, uh, let's say an
2: outsider's point of view, Mm -hmm. it's a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean it's played up. So I mean yeah. uh, they they get to Luke's diner, you know, Luke says this is my diner. Uh shows him around a little bit. Jess just just like him doesn't does the flakes. Just doesn't mm-hmm. care, right? And just says, "Great." <laughs> <laughs> we get our first real line. Yep.
1: <laughs> and um and a reference, his, yeah, mm-hmm. right. All his stuff is in a green bag. A gr- a it's big old like, green bag. Yeah, but yeah. not a lot of stuff in it. It's just clothes, books, and playing cards. Mm-hmm. I like that he calls his mom Lizzie, but like, yeah, it's also really sad that he calls her
2: by her first name. But I'm not sure that he calls her that in, like to her face. You know, like the way it mm-hmm. came off, it felt like he was just being yeah. like, oh, Lizzie. Disrespectful? like, Yeah. yeah do we
3: ever see Jess directly refer like in a conversation with Liz actually call her anything
1: um we'll have to see um yeah you no know, because for that. I do know he calls her Liz mm-hmm. like he, he like in conversations yeah, with other people yeah, yeah. With other people but I can they see don't maybe know
2: around he like called her mom the wedding stuff him maybe getting that was my only thought like mm-hmm. rope did it kind of Having a moment and calling her mom, but I can't remember. We'll have to keep an eye out for it for yeah, sure. Yeah.
3: And then Jess walks out first.
2: Yeah. And
3: there's people decorating the town for fall. There's a mom and daughter in an overly bright pink dress and matching, matching socks. Yep. And then right behind it, matching twins. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: So there's um, the matching twins who show up twice. They're crossing the street, and then they cross in front of him as well. Um, (laughs) So these twins are super fast. Yeah. There's also two people carrying wheat. Wheat? Uh, Well, it's fall decorations. Yes. Right. Okay, yeah. Um, Miss Patty's with kids. They're all dressed in one-piece suits, like bathing suits. Mm -hmm. Don't know why. Um, And then everyone's putting up fall decorations. And then this, like, New York kid in the center of it, and this is
2: hell. Mm -hmm. It's so funny in these early seasons when they used music in this way, because I don't think they Mm. kept doing this throughout the show. It it definitely tapers off. But in these early seasons, a couple of times they were like, we have to use this music to punctuate this moment. But, like, yep. my head is so caught still in, like, later seasons that every time it's so jarring. <laughs> like, when the song comes <laughs> on, I'm like, where's the troubadour? Like, that's the only time we hear lyrics.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: This is true. Um, but it's not the troubadour. It's in Jess's head. He is in hell.
3: Yeah. Poor
1: Jess. But also...
2: He is
3: not ready for this.
1: I'm gonna say this is one of, but not the worst, but one of the worst Jess episodes.
2: Oh, yeah. He's, like, he's a caricature of surly teenager. Like, later when Lorelai kind of, like, lays into him about all of his, you know, character he's put on. I mean, she's, like, super, she gets it right, but, yeah, we can get into that later. He is just super surly, he does not want to be here, and he doesn't seem to care about coming off as, like, rude or... Dismissive, mm-hmm. like he doesn't care.
3: No, I will say I'm genuinely he... surprised that he's not wearing a leather jacket. Yeah, like, I almost feel like <laughs> he should be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: standard bad boy image. Um, the wardrobe. We'll talk about in fashion, I'm yes. sure. Oh,
2: yeah. But
1: uh, it doesn't match with the rest of Jess later on.
2: No, no, but he does. Luke does ask, "Is that all your stuff?" When mm-hmm. Jess shows him the, or has his bag. And Jess says, mm-hmm. yep. But then on the phone with Liz, we find out, no, Jess's stuff is actually still coming mm-hmm. in the mail. Mm-hmm. So no, this is not all of Jess's stuff.
3: This is like a week's worth of clothing for him or something. Yeah, yeah
1: probably just the like, things that whatever he picked he, up first. And he does yeah. just
2: rewear the same stuff. I'll talk about it more in fashion. But it's clear he's working with a limited wardrobe.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so we move on from New York boy over to Chilton and mm-hmm. rory's 10 minutes early she's yep. on time mm-hmm. um, she is ready she's gonna she's gonna walk into this franklin meeting and be on-
2: oh no she's not because she's late yeah she goes to sit down on a bench to like read her book and notices that Hears. there are voices already inside the room
1: hmm. <sighs> who is this teacher did you guys get the name no i yeah. do we ever get her name
2: i don't think Cause so. she. She's She's in a couple of episodes. newspaper advisor. Yeah. Um, And honestly, like, it's been a while since I watched this episode, and so this was like a surprise to me, this this terrible thing that Paris has done, because the way that things ended at the end of the last Chilton scene, it seemed like Paris was going to be on good terms with Rory. It seemed like Mm -hmm. they had, like, kind of mended their differences. Mm -hmm. No, Paris specifically went out of her way to screw Rory over. And yep. I mean, the teacher is like very unimpressed. The teacher is like, yeah, makes a comment about it.
3: So, do you think the teacher knows Paris gave her the wrong time, no, or do absolutely. you think she's unimpressed? No, 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 no. Okay, she, so thinks that, yeah, she thinks yeah, she thinks that Rory
2: is just late. Yeah, which mm-hmm. no, Rory is not somebody who is late. <laughs> and they have this little back and forth
1: about like, oh, you get the paving. Unless you don't want to do it, Mm -hmm. unless you want to wait, like, all this, no, I'll do it, I'll do it, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And, like, I just, I said it before, we were talking about, it's getting boring.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and also, having been an adult who worked in a high school with a high school newspaper staff, and also somebody Mm -hmm. who was on a high school newspaper staff, no teacher should sit there and let this conversation play out. Nope. There's Mm -hmm. clearly something going on here. It's not conducive to learning. It's not conducive to, like, camaraderie in the group. You should shut that down. And it,
3: honestly, like, it doesn't even really feel like Paris. Because it feels like she's willing to sacrifice the integrity and the level of the paper for her petty little vendetta against Rory. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, we see her do it again in the future. But
1: but she even went on her little, like, uh, rant with Louise and Madeline about the gospel oh that's later but like yeah. still like but yeah like, she cares about this newspaper
3: oh yeah so to sacrifice it's her name a, that's going to be on it for the
1: yeah. next year which mm. by the way what sophomore is the editor of a of an oh she's a junior at this point junior yeah
2: so but I mean, even then generally
1: that,
3: that would be a senior, senior.
2: Yeah. yeah
3: she probably badgered all the seniors into stepping down from
1: the position
2: <laughs> there's oh, she no would. senior yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe Rory gets the, apparently the worst story, which is yes. paving the faculty parking lot. But she's just like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be great. And she has a little moment with Paris where she says, you can give me all of the crappy assignments you want. I am not mm-hmm. going to quit. Like, I'm going to be on this. great moment. Yeah. It's a very mature moment. It's like a very powerful Rory moment. She's just like, nope, mm-hmm. I'm going to be on it. And at the end of the year, I'm going to have on my resume that I was on the Franklin staff.
3: Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's a perfect way to handle
1: it. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, exactly. Cuz Paris wants her to quit.
1: Right. But compared to last year, right, where Rory was kind of a mess sometimes when she spoke and mm-hmm. she wouldn't be, she wasn't able to defend herself. Mm-hmm. She's defending herself and she's doing it really well. Yeah, she yeah, really I was is. really proud.
3: I think Rory's kind of finally found herself a little bit more, found her voice in the Chilton setting. That she's gained some confidence. And there. She's not where scared. She was very intimidated before. Exactly. Mm. Yeah.
1: So Rory, right, she gives this impassionate speech to Paris. She walks out feeling high proud, happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Runs into could have been stepdad, Max. And they
2: both Ugh. they both react in like shock and yeah. She runs away then he Listen, runs away. He bowls I need over everyone a <laughs> to go
1: back to that scene and look at Max's face because Max does the most exaggerated shock face I have ever seen. It's such bad acting and it's so funny.
2: Well, and then also the way he like grabs that kid that he <laughs> yeah. nods into. He like <laughs> grabs him and looks him in the face and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, if my teacher did that, I would be like, "Mr. Medina, are you okay?" like <laughs> no they both well, run away and Paris sees it through the window yeah. Max
3: looks like he wants to say something
2: mm-hmm. well yeah Rory and then, also and then like just runs yeah. away yeah
3: yeah, it's awkward I have to say it's more awkward by the fact that we find out that Rory is in one of his classes yeah. so unless they have block scheduling where like she only has like four classes today and four classes tomorrow um, she's already seen Max today
2: yeah, Just, you know, oh, yeah. behind
3: somebody's head.
1: Well, she's sitting behind tall people.
2: I mean, yeah, like, he would fine. have had to take role, though, right? He would have had to say her name and whatever. Yeah. It's oh. awkward. So we get to Luke's diner. Yeah.
1: And uh, Lorelai comes in all bubbly and, like, excited for Jess's arrival. Mm-hmm. Luke mm-hmm. has no idea where he is right now.
3: Again, very valid concerns on Lorelai's part. Yeah. Like, you just found out this kid's here because he keeps getting in trouble where he's at in New York City, and you don't question Not keeping any anything. tabs on
1: him. Nope. I like Nothing. Luke's why. <laughs> why would I want to know where he is? Yeah. Uh, and it kind of proves the point that Lorelai's trying to make. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like You're not ready for this.
3: And Luke still doesn't recognize no, he doesn't. that he's not He does ready not for connect
1: this. until much, much later. Mm-hmm. And um, all of a sudden, Jess walks in. And I can only imagine Jess walked in because he realized, like, he walked through this entire town and it's been only two hours. And there's nothing else yes. to <laughs> do. Yep. So <laughs> and- this is
3: Jess getting ready to go steal Poupon, whatever Babette's name, gnome is, and uh, whatever he does to Pier- Taylor.
1: Por- I don't know. Pierpon.
3: Pier- Pierpon. Pier-pon. Pierpon. Yeah.
1: Pierpon. Yeah. But yeah, so Lorelai is still
2: super bubbly, super happy. She's super excited to meet yeah. Luke's nephew. Mm-hmm. And just, again, could not care any less. No. It's yeah. actually kind of anger.
1: Yeah. There's mm-hmm. some simmering chilliness. And it's not, it's directed at Lorelai, but it's not because of Lorelai.
2: Yeah. I this mean, is she the comes situation. on pretty strong. Like, yeah. she comes on like Lorelai, who expects everybody who she meets to instantly love her. Mm-hmm. Um. And he is an angry kid with a lot of, like, a lot of trauma, and he's dealing with it in his own way. And she's like, yeah, my kid will show you around. And he's just like, I literally don't care at all.
3: Yeah. So he's the first character we meet, besides Michelle, which I don't really count Michelle for this, who Mm -hmm. just doesn't immediately fall for Lorelai's charm. Yeah. Like, yeah. even when we would see customers at the end come in angry, she would, oh, I'll do this and this for mm-hmm. you. And the guy walks away smiling. Jess just has no tolerance for any. He's like, no, I'm done.
1: Yeah. I think he has a really good bullshit meter, guys.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think oh, he, he can has tell. to. hmm I thought everybody from New York had a good bullshit meter.
1: Uh, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> like, you know, it's required. built in. <laughs> Um, But yeah, so he immediately, like he kind of just spaces out and then Mm -hmm. Lorelai's like class dismissed and he goes back upstairs Mm -hmm. and Lorelai looks over at Luke, like with these eyes of like, oh my God. And
2: Luke is just like, what?
3: Yeah, (laughs) you're right. He's fine. Luke is Nothing
2: to do here. I mean, at the end, we kind of realize Luke's a little bit in denial for the beginning of this episode. He's just like, it's whatever, you know, Jess is Jess, he's just gonna do his thing. No, when you're responsible for a 17-year-old, they can't just do their thing.
3: <laughs> he's fully convinced that Jess just needs somebody to treat him like an adult, and he'll do the right thing.
2: Mm-hmm. I think that's probably but- been the problem in his home, is that he is treated like an adult. Nobody's yeah. taking care of him, he has to do his own well, thing.
1: do you guys think that he's just trying to emulate Lorelei? Not that Lorelai like, treats Rory like an adult, but like she doesn't treat her like a daughter most of the no, time.
2: I mean I get the feeling that with Luke and his dad like working together, the relationship mm-hmm. was probably very man to man, not so much mm-hmm. father to son. And I bet that like Luke feels like he can do that with Jess, right? Like, yeah, he's just another. Which you can do. But you have to have a layer of, like... When you
3: raise the child. Yeah. Yeah. There has
2: to be respect there first Mm -hmm. for that to happen. Because if you don't have respect for the person, they can treat you like an adult, and it doesn't matter what they think of you, you know?
0: Yeah.
3: Mm -hmm. I mean, we discover this in the future, but Luke treating Jess like an adult essentially just lets Jess do literally whatever he wants. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree. And then, also, real quick with what Luke says, 12 porcelain. Unicorn selling stores? 12? That's 12 gotta be...
2: That's gotta an be exaggeration. an exaggeration.
1: Please. There
2: can't be 12 stores. Are we sure?
3: There can't be 12 stores in Stars Hollow. Right? <laughs> like, my tiny little town that is smaller than Stars Hollow that I grew up in only had, like, six. So
2: Well, and we do know there is <gasps> one store entirely dedicated to cats. We do know yes. that, yeah. So maybe there's, like one store that's unicorns that would feel like a
1: lot honestly honestly even if there's one it's too much
2: (laughs) yeah i'm gonna
3: reiterate that this town square feels larger than a town with a population that this size should have
2: oh yeah i mean like i grew up in a big town and we had like a main street it wasn't a square we had a main street on that main Mm -hmm. street there were probably maybe 10 stores on Main Street. Mm -hmm. It was a big town. So no way there could be twelve unicorn boutiques. Get off of Luke.
3: (laughs) The town that I live in has a square. Um and it it has a a court like a an old courthouse in the middle. It's used for like random city stuff now. Um instead of just like a little gazebo and some green space. Um but we have a population of sixty three thousand.
1: Oh wow. Mm -hmm. So
3: that's like six times the amount of stars hollow.
1: Mm -hmm. To support
3: the same number of
1: businesses? Yeah. I don't know about that one. Yeah. Anyway. Rory gets there. Before Rory gets there. Oh, okay. So Lorelai, out of nowhere, goes, hey, what are you doing tomorrow night?
0: Right? Oh, yes.
1: And I wanted to ask you guys, Luke's reaction to that question is just like, oh, curiosity. Season one, Luke would have had a conniption he would have been like season one Luke would have been
3: like date
1: yeah exactly right what do you mean what do you want to do tomorrow night are we doing something like it would have been a different story this one's just like oh why it's so casual is Luke not so into Lorelai they're just not pushing it as hard well I
2: mean she was she was just about to get married. I mean, I'm sure yeah. part of him kind of went like, she's getting married to somebody. Like, obviously yeah. she's invested in somebody who's not me. It would have been smart right. for him to move on, you know?
1: Well, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so, yeah, maybe Luke has moved on a little bit. Um, but Lorelai invites him and Jess to dinner and makes Suki cook i say and volunteer
3: Suki to make dinner, which we know Suki. We know she's gonna absolutely love to do this. But like,
1: what if she had plans? <laughs> what if Suki didn't want to cook after cooking for eight hours yeah, at her job? But I mean, she loves to cook. She, loves she does. I mean, to this cook. is her. It's
3: her obsession.
1: So yeah. So Luke obviously says yes. To, mm-hmm. Yeah, going to the dinner. It's Why a nice gesture. That? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Rory arrives, and she's ranting about Paris because obviously, yes. poor girl went and through Lorelai hell. And Lorelai is super supportive.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I hate her. Me
1: too. Who? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. It's so nice. It is, but you know, Max.
3: Hmm. I will say I feel like Lorelai is is pretty supportive in that conversation of like. I I know I put you into a weird situation and I'm sorry mm-hmm. um, but I don't want you to feel like it needs to be weird. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's easier to say than do but mm-hmm. I appreciate the intent behind it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And like Rory's obviously lying but mm-hmm. like neither of them are like Lorelai's not mad at her or anything like that and I don't think Rory's mad mm-hmm. at Lorelai either. Yeah. Um, it's just an unfortunate situation. Yeah. Um well Anyways, Jess is coming to dinner apparently. Rory's mm-hmm. like, alright, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. It doesn't literally it- no feelings.
2: Yeah, exactly. She doesn't know who he is. She's like, Oh, cool. All right. Yep. Dinner. a person coming for
3: dinner.
1: Yeah. And then we go upstairs. hmm And Jess Mariano is on an airbed smoking and doing car tricks. And Luke says
3: nothing. Says
2: nothing. He just like opens a window. Like <laughs> <laughs> Or does it even open the window until later? No, he, he opens does it okay. immediately. Yeah. He does
3: it. But like smoke gets into everything. Oh yeah, it's gross. And as a non-smoker, I would have smacked the crap out of some dude smoking in my house. That smells not going anywhere. Bed.
2: At the foot of your bed in your Ugh. in your one room apartment. Like and also, I mean, Jess is 17. Shouldn't be smoking. So he shouldn't even be able to. Shouldn't even have these cigarettes. Right? <laughs> yeah. But nope, Luke is still being cool uncle. Cool uncle Luke. I will Luke. say,
3: I would be surprised if Jess did not have a fake ID.
2: Oh, yeah. And nobody in town oh, he knows him. Has one.
3: He's 17, so it wouldn't necessarily be out of the realm for him to walk in, be 18, and buy a pack of cigarettes.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: But okay, so Jess is on this air mattress. Is Air Mattress has magazines, four half-smoked cigarettes in a paper plate ashtray. Ugh. Cool. Gross. Uh the Frosted Flakes that are half eaten. Uh three books. And then whatever the hell is in that like log decoration. <laughs> Go back to that scene. T- someone tell me what the hell is in that. Because I I no you've no been
2: saying
1: um, it's while uh Liz Cause and it goes back and forth between Luke and and, and Jess. What
3: a oh, a log decoration! I don't see anything. Oh
1: my gosh, guys! I will find. Is this it. Is on- it? I mean,
3: I'm looking at the scene. Um. It looks like there might be like a pizza or something. Is it on <laughs> the bed? Be it is on the bed.
1: Are you talking about that thing on the yellow plate? Yes, Some but it's not food. the yellow plate. It is actually the log. It is while Jess gets that close up. What the hell is that? Is it like oh, a heart-shaped,
2: some kind of like balls, nuts. Is it like walnuts in a dish? <laughs> they
1: look like chestnuts in a dish chestnuts? in a log log dish. What,
2: what is this?
1: <laughs> what the hell is it? And so just on that yellow
2: plate, created a little pack rat nest yeah. for himself.
3: <laughs> and the plate is like a heart-shaped plate. It looks like. Which, can anybody see Luke owning a heart-shaped plate? I mean, it's got to be Luke's Just plate. picture it. Or do you think Jess brought it with him from New York? <laughs> yeah. That's why he had so many clothes. <laughs> Three
2: shirts, one heart-shaped plate, a puffy vest, and a sweatshirt. <laughs> and a lot of decoration need. filled That's with chestnuts. Be. Yeah, I mean, maybe he was hungry. And for... What a- where did everybody this come loves, from? Everybody loves nuts. Hayden's nuts, log nuts. Oh my
3: god, this is going to blow me forever. Nuts for nuts. <laughs> okay, we'll put on Instagram, what is this?
1: Yeah. Um, there's also a backrest. Where did the backrest come from? I have no idea. I mean, it's got to be Luke's. But there's also a guitar. Yeah, who plays guitar here? I don't know. Does it imply that Jess plays guitar? I don't think that Luke does. He didn't come with a guitar. It's not Luke's
3: guitar. Was it in his bag? It, it'd either have to be Luke's guitar or... Or Jess stole a guitar sometime when he got here. Yeah, honestly, this
2: could all be just stolen stuff that he has picked up since he arrived into town. Did Jess steal a uh, guitar?
1: That is the real question. But yeah, so Liz calls. <laughs> that is basically, nothing matters on this bed. What matters is that yeah. Liz calls and Jess does not want to talk to, to Liz.
2: Which, honestly, fair. His mom mm-hmm. literally shipped him off mm-hmm. the day before. Yep. Against his will, we can pretty much assume. Um, Yeah. I'm kind of honestly surprised that he even got to Stars Hollow. That he didn't hop off the bus at a different stop. Yeah, and just go. Yeah, But, nope, he showed up and he doesn't want to talk to his mom. And they're going to dinner at Lorelei's. Well, yeah. Jess is all like,
1: hey, want to play poker? (laughs) Which, I don't understand the card angle that they gave him. I mean,
2: I think it's more of a money angle.
1: Yeah. Well, like the magic trick stuff, also, and it plays into a later
2: episode as well. A bored kid. He has hobbies. Picking up hobbies or picking up weird party tricks. Yeah.
3: I do have a question about the conversation with Liz, though. Mm -hmm. So Jess says he doesn't want to talk to Liz. So Luke immediately covers for Jess by basically saying, "What? He's not there, is he? He's busy or something?" No, he's helping with a shelf. Yeah, he's Yeah. yeah.
2: Which we so, know that um actually TJ is the shelf maker in this family, so.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> do you think Jess straight up takes that as like, okay, he's going to cover for me whatever I do. Yeah, he thinks
1: he's chill. But yeah. I think that he immediately gets the opposite impression two seconds later when Luke is like, hey, Lorelai told me about dinner and we're going. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's another instance of you're coming with me or you're being sent somewhere without even me asking you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jess gets no choice. He's listening until that moment, and then he leaves.
2: Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, because he was not impressed with Lorelai, so why would he want to go to her house and meet her kid, who he probably thinks is going to be a lot like Lorelai. Spoiler, she is. Spoiler. He likes it. (laughs) (laughs) He likes that in the younger version, though.
3: (laughs) I know we just had the conversation about is Luke over Lorelai, but Luke straight up says you'll like her. She's just like Lorelai.
1: Mm -hmm. but more sane or something like that
2: yeah has a tighter (laughs) grasp on reality yes that's what it was yeah yeah but i mean we know that they are friends they have shown that they're good friends even in this weird Mm -hmm. period where she's single he's single
0: Mm -hmm.
3: but i i think he already puts it in jess's head that there might be something more going on there or at least that luke might want there to be something more going on there
2: i mean i think that anybody with eyes can see that there's something going on there as evidenced by like Suki and now Jess. Um mm-hmm. even Rory has said stuff before about, you mm-hmm. know Yeah. Yeah Emily's like
1: comment of like Oh yeah Are you, you, two, are idiots. Yeah, you two are mm-hmm. idiots. But we go back to school. It's the end of the second day and Rory is early for mm-hmm. the Franklin. Mm-hmm. She is there. Um we find out that Kimberly Slately and Tristan are together. So we get a Tristan mention. Yeah. Although we do not see Tristan,
0: mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. and M- Madeline wants to start a gossip column. Yeah. Or was that Louise? It was no, Madeline. It was Madeline. Madeline, right? Okay. I get those two confused
2: with their <laughs> names all yeah, the time. It's easy. It's easy to do for sure. You
3: but. think twenty years in, I would have figured it out by now.
2: <laughs> I think a gossip column in a high school paper is like a bad idea. I know that Paris oh, goes awful. off on a, a tangent about like. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely be the first person to do that. But just, like, it's not a good idea. A gossip Mm -hmm. column, anywhere that they It's just going to create It's going to be awful. Yeah, yeah. so no. Good call on that, Paris.
1: (laughs) Yep. So, speaking of 20 years of watching this show, it took me today to realize that the Franklin is named after ben franklin and i know you're thinking to yourself obviously it is named after ben franklin <laughs> who else would it be named after well it only just connected for me and it's because there's a ben franklin quote in the background and it says if you would not be forgotten as soon as you are dead and rotten either write things worth reading or do things worth writing which are okay. is a really cool quote but yeah. it connected. yeah At that moment i read it i was like Oh, the Franklin's name.
3: Oh, that All makes the, sense.
2: The <laughs> only other Franklin I know is like Franklin the Turtle, and that would be a really wild thing to name your newspaper after. I mean,
1: Franklin, Franklin Roosevelt? Roosevelt. yeah, Roosevelt, well,
2: FDR. But Ben Franklin, Franklin, the Franklin Turtle. makes much but
1: more Chilton- sense. Chilton.
3: <laughs> chilton was founded before fdr was president i'm sure oh yeah i'm sure yeah i can only assume chilton was founded in like 17 or 1800 sometime
2: but rory receives a glowing review from Mm. the advisor shade
1: from the advisor like she walks in and immediately like oh everyone's here and prompts yep but in the same sentence essentially
3: says does an amazing job on this on the parking lot piece
2: yeah which, of and course, then shade like, at Paris. takes the wind out of Paris's sails. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I love how proud Rory looks. Oh, herself. yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. As she should be. Mm-hmm. Especially to get shade and praise from your teacher in almost the same breath. That's, well, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's impressive.
2: Yeah. But the advisor also tells Paris that maybe Rory should get a better piece in the future because she's such a good mm-hmm. writer. Uh, and... Yep. Paris witnessed Rory and Max's awkward interaction through the window Mm -hmm. in the last Chilton scene and she has the perfect assignment for Rory and this is like so icky and evil like I'm super tired of this Paris uh, Mm -hmm. because she goes up and she assigns Rory the piece and she's just like as nasty about it as possible While maintaining that, like, superficial niceness Mm -hmm. that they're doing with each other right now. It's just, I hate it.
3: Well, Chibinembe leads the whole thing, too, to get Rory to agree to it and Mm. be happy about getting it. Mm -hmm. And then at the very last second, okay, so set up that meeting with Mr. Medina. Yep. What? Which I'm kind of surprised Rory didn't already know he was the teacher voted.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like, the, the best article that everybody wants is the interview with the most popular teacher from last year. I mean, we don't know that many teachers, so, like, of course it would be Medina, right? The one person who seems, like, cool and young. But, yeah, she agrees to it. But, like, my thing with Paris is Paris' own
1: mother was all over, like, her Mm -hmm. personal life was all over Shelton. And even in that episode that that happened, Paris is Burning, she did it to Rory then. But, like, to do Mm -hmm. it to Rory again after they talked to about be, that was messed they, up they literally covered <laughs> this right
3: they had this to spike. be fair though paris as far as we know doesn't spread any rumors she doesn't do anything like that to make it the talk of the school no. that they split up or anything like that she just goes out of her way to put Rory in an uncomfortable position
2: she
1: doesn't stab rory in front of everyone she just stabs rory privately
2: yeah it's right. fine yeah Ugh. uh i don't like this paris no, but you know who I do like? Mm, yep. Suki and Jackson. Oh, they're great. They are so but cute. Who doesn't? And honestly, it's so fun. Like, it's so fun that, of course, Jackson is part of this. Like, Suki's going to cook. Yeah. Jackson's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lorelai well, and Roy are hosting. Like, it's, just, I love imagining the dinners that they have together when it's not, you know, in an episode because it's mm-hmm. so natural to them like it's clear yeah. that she cooks in lorelei's kitchen often like i just love this she little knows world. where everything is yeah
1: um jackson and suki were getting married vibes i was oh, like yeah. you know i guess i watched season five and six as like my off like mm-hmm. when i'm off not season. watching this yeah <laughs> and they're married there with kids so like i was like oh yeah Obviously, they're here together. They're married. No, they're not. They're still just boyfriend and girlfriend. But they're just so right together.
2: Like they they're really just, are. yeah, so good.
1: Does anybody else think that
3: Suki might have brought all of the utensils and tools and everything she needed oh, to yeah. cook?
2: <laughs> I think that she she brought everything but the stove.
1: <laughs> yes, but did she bring from the inn? I hope not. I have
2: to assume they're from is this her an inn
1: expense? <laughs> Well, gosh. I also hope not. Um, It's a pot roast, chicken wings, four salads. And grilled cheese. She tries cheese. to make grilled cheese. And grilled
2: cheese. Because not everybody likes pot roast, which I wish more people would recognize that because as somebody who doesn't like pot mm-hmm. roast, that is mm-hmm. true. Not everybody likes pot roast. That being said, grilled cheese is like the best thing in the
1: world. <laughs>
2: See, I, I love wouldn't pot eat roast, that either. But... I would eat the chicken, but...
3: Sean doesn't like pot roast, so now I can only have pot roast the random two to maybe three times a year that my mom makes it. Yeah. Because, like, there's no point making a big pot roast if I'm going to be the only one that eats it. Like, three quarters of it would go to waste before I could eat all of it.
2: True. And Rory is in her room working on mm-hmm. homework. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Lorelai is just kind of running around being hostess, setting everything up. And Luke and Jess arrive, and apparently they're late because there was a little, little bit of a misunderstanding, <laughs> which I assume means that <laughs> Luke has been running around the town looking for Jess. Finding, yeah. <laughs> Trying to find him. <laughs> because Jess was just, like, out, and Luke was like, we were supposed to leave 20 minutes ago. Where is he?
3: <laughs> yeah. I love Suki and Jackson's, like, response to him walking in out, and they're just talking about the lemons. This is a great lemon. You should try this lemon. They're just lemon. Being like them cheese. Themselves. Yeah. And Lorelai is just like, they like food and scare people with it. Yeah.
1: Well, we also find out Luke and Lorelai kind of talk for a second. Um, the mattress popped. Mm-hmm. The air mattress. Oh,
2: right. <laughs> and um,
1: it was because Luke was sleeping on it. Not just.
2: Very sweet of him. I would not
1: sleep on an air mattress that has been smoked on. Random oh my gosh. Snacks yeah. everywhere. He clearly doesn't
2: have extra sheets to nope. switch out. Yeah, with that in mind, Ugh. it is really disgusting and he yeah. is a saint. but. <laughs> and meanwhile,
1: Jess is just looking at photos and he does zero in on that photo of Rory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he does yeah. see Rory before she sees him. Yeah. Which is the next scene where yes. Jess... The first time... we hear him say words. words.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And voluntarily.
2: Yeah. And he immediately zeroes in on her books. Well, he's super snarky about it. Well, aren't we hooked on phonics? You're just like, wow, this boy is a lot. Yeah. (laughs) But Rory is so, like, sweet and naive in this entire interaction. She's very Mm -hmm. innocent in it. Incredibly. She's just like, yeah, I like to read. (laughs) Like...
3: he's like let's get out of here and she's like where to the 24-hour mini mart closed eight hours ago or something Twenty minutes ago 20 minutes ago
1: (laughs) i want to go into this because first off jess wants to leave Mm -hmm. but he wants her to come with him Yeah. yeah and secondly he thinks rory looking at rory thinks yeah, this is the kind of girl that would go with me.
2: I mean, I think that Jess probably I hasn't think he's just had. Shooting a shot. <laughs> I don't think Jess has had problems getting girls to go with him previously. Um, well, yeah, but it's, it is interesting that he kind of like goes, "Okay, cool, another person my age. Like, obviously, we both want to get out of this." But mm-hmm. Rory mm-hmm. is like, "No, the food's going to yeah. be good. We're going to have fun. Trust me. Don't I look trustworthy?" Yeah. Uh, and then he looks at her. And okay, this might be, be like a
1: I know where this is going situation. Was the conversation a little flirty
2: on his side? Yes. On her side, honestly, I, think I don't, don't think that nice. there's yeah. I don't think there's anything even remotely flirty until the very last interaction they have mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. in this episode. But up until that she's point, walk- she's just being nice. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. I agree. It's nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. I do think he has an instant attraction to her.
2: Yes, yes um, because apparently, if you're not into Lorelai, you have to be into Rory. It's the universe <laughs> writing itself.
3: <laughs> well, he walks in, he sees the picture of her, and you can tell he's already like, oh, she's cute. And then mm-hmm. he walks in and sees all the books. And he's
1: like, oh, yep. Yeah, all the boxes are checked. Yep, yep.
3: She's um, cute and
1: she reads. say one thing. Uh, the window situation, it-, it was a pull-up situation. Now it's a push-out situation. Be consistent.
2: It's You're a red flag situation, to be honest. So the first time you meet somebody, they're like, "Let's sneak out." I'd be like, yeah, "I don't know about you, but Rory is a good kid. She's very trusting.
3: She is. Um, I have issues that there's no screens in this house.
2: Gosh, <laughs>
3: but none of these. I think these we've
2: talked about screens. that. It's very. <laughs> we don't love that for Rory's safety. Well, if like, Rory goes to get a soda, oh
1: yeah, Thanksgiving dinners basically happening um yeah it's like there's so much food and uh rory gets a soda jess gets a beer
2: a heineken he gets a beer and leaves
3: (laughs) but he doesn't like fully leave he like goes out on the back porch yeah and i think like does he really expect nobody to follow him but like that's probably been his experience yeah Yeah.
2: right he's just kind of i mean like the kids that he was probably hanging out with and grew up with are the kind of kids Mm -hmm. who sneak out when the parents Mm -hmm. are doing something. And And when he steps out, yeah, she wouldn't notice that he stepped out or if he was drinking a beer, she wouldn't say anything. So Mm -hmm. like, I know this is,
1: this is meant to paint him in a bad light, right? But it just kind of feels like people failed him here. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, So I worked in the school system and something we talk about is ACEs which are, uh, I think it's adverse childhood experiences Mm -hmm. and it's just like, you know, negative things that have caused trauma in a kid's life. Like Mm -hmm. Jess has so many aces, right? Having a parent leave, having a parent who is probably dealing with addiction of some sort, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, he's just a kid who is, who is a product of his circumstances and he's been thrown into a super new situation. And, He's floundering, but the only way he knows how to deal with it is to be surly and rude and disappear. And
3: yeah. he just doesn't know well, how
2: to deal with it.
3: At this point, Luke says that Jimmy has left two years ago, which he's 17 now. It's traumatic enough just having your parents divorce when you're 15, let yeah. alone having your dad straight up leave. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, yeah. That alone would be enough to throw him out. Yeah. That's such
1: a pivotal year. Off. Like the 15, yeah. 14, 15, 16. Those years mm-hmm. kind of make or break you sometimes. like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's rough. And that's why
2: I have problems with Lorelai in this episode. She,
3: yeah. Like, she assumes way too much.
2: She gets very chummy with him. Because so uh, he doesn't come to the table and... Lorelai essentially goes looking for him, finds him drinking the beer, or finds him opening the beer, <laughs> yeah. takes it, mm-hmm. and drinks it herself. I like that he didn't think about getting a, a an
1: opener. He <laughs> <a bar. laughs> <laughs> was
2: just like, porch? Maybe he, he got us a porch.
3: twist top.
0: <laughs>
3: a but he,
2: she immediately um, like, kind of after school specials him. Yes. And tries to like, get on his yeah. level, like, I've been there, I've been in your shoes, like, Lorelai grew up with some hard stuff. Lorelai had a very specific, tough upbringing. However,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it is not. It's not. Jess is
1: dealing with. It's not. And even if it was the same, this is not how you approach a child that's going through this. And if you mm-hmm. were in that situation, you wouldn't know that.
3: Yeah. yeah. Well, and there's also so many assumptions made here, too. Because Lore's like, I get the chip on the shoulder thing. I'm like, okay. That's the the one thing that you guys have in common mm-hmm. about your background mm-hmm. and you're you're just assuming everything else based off of what Luke, who, as far as we know, has had little contact with Jess, yeah, what Luke has told you, but I think she's trying to treat Jess here the same way that she treats Dean like an oh, adult, yeah,
2: yeah. we get on the same level and honestly it's it's so nice to see Jess be like, no, this you're is weird. weird. Because Dean always yes. plays into it. Dean, yes, like, leans does. in and they get flirty and weird. And Jess is just like, yeah, are you sleeping with Luke? Like, <laughs> He treats her like an adult. So, yep. like, mm-hmm.
1: Dean has attitude, right? Mm-hmm. He has mm-hmm. his moments. But for the most part, he's re- respectful towards parents, adults. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jess is just, like, straight up, you're going to talk to me like an adult, I'm going to talk to you like an adult you're being really creepy about luke yeah yeah are you sleeping with him you like what is what is the deal here
2: yeah and i mean like lorelei's point that jess is very lucky to have luke and to have this opportunity it's not wrong however you should not say that to a child who has been displaced from his home by his unfit mother to yep. live with his bachelor uncle, who does not know how to take care of a child, like the whole situation is so awkward, and it makes sense that Luke is pretty pissed off about it.
1: Well, I yeah. do want to also mention, like, Lorelai, she went through something traumatic. Like, traumatic. She she got pregnant at sixteen. She went through a yeah. event. Um, her parents mm-hmm. were not, you know, they were pretty toxic. She still grew up in a very nice home. Mm-hmm. She knew where she was going to sleep every night. Um, she mm-hmm. had food. She was rich. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. And she was white woman. Yeah. She was, she was a white very woman. well taken care of. Yep.
1: And Jess, the implications we have gotten, he's neglected. He's been at least around alcohol in some capacity. Mm-hmm. He has nothing to his name. Like three yeah. shirts. There's a difference, guys. <laughs> there yeah. is a difference. And
3: still nobody has stopped to ask hey how are you doing nope mm-hmm. what do you need yeah like just i feel like all the adults fail him in this episode too yeah
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he's nobody angry takes a second when he yells at Lorelai. Yeah. you can see the vein in his neck i mean yeah. that might just be milo but like he so is because milo's a fantastic actor <laughs> he is he's angry and i mean justifiably yeah. so mm-hmm.
2: He's also dick. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, he is. No, he is, he is very rude in this <laughs> don't episode. Don't him. I mean, I can't imagine, like, you know, having grown up very fortunately with Parents Who Loved Me, I was never in a situation like this. I can't imagine being in that position and having an adult try to be like my friend, try to be like, we're the same. I've been there. You need to turn it around, buddy. Like, oh, my I I might have yelled, too. Right? Yeah. Like, that's just,
1: ugh. <laughs> So yeah, and then she goes back inside. Luke is like, "Hey, where's Jess?" Mm-hmm. And he's pissed. So, when I ask you guys,
2: did Lorelai overstep? Yeah, I think Lorelai overstepped. Um, normally, like, I can see trying to forge a connection with somebody mm-hmm. who is important to somebody who is important to you, right? Like
1: mm-hmm.
2: Luke's nephew. It makes sense. They're friends. That she would want to have some kind of connection. Having zero information about him from Luke, where that information should come from, it was not her place, I think, to try to step in and and have that connection with him. Mm-hmm. I think it was overstepping. And yeah. I think that, I mean, Luke gets really mad, but... Yeah.
3: I think she had good intentions. I think she was trying to help, and you gotta at least give her props for that, but... We already know Lorelai has a boundary issue, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to Luke, Mm -hmm. and this is a Luke family member, and I feel like this is just a classic case of, like, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And here it is. See, Mm -hmm. I also think she overstepped, but I think Luke overreacted.
3: Yeah. Yes. He's becoming
1: more
2: explosive.
1: (laughs) He -hmm. became cruel towards the end of it, of, like, a person who gets knocked up at 16, doesn't have the best decision-making skills. it's like, all right, but you know who Lorelai is. Yeah,
2: she's not 16 anymore. Yeah.
3: Like, this is the executive manager of an inn. She is running a business on her own without any any help from anybody. She does have a fantastic daughter who you love to brag about. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's clearly, Rory is the way she is for a reason. Yeah, To try to imply that Lorelai's not a good mother because she got knocked up at 16.
1: It's not just shitty. It was definitely sad in anger and the argument continues to the next day. It's Danish day. (laughs) Yes.
2: Also, can we have like a a moment of silence for that beautiful dinner that was ruined? Think of all the time Suki spent. I know that they would have eaten it, but like... All
1: I can hope is that like Rory and Lorelai ate their weight and then some.
2: And all that. Food. And had I'm leftovers sure for like the next week.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Suki and Jackson probably took some home. Yeah. Yeah. For all we know, Rory might have snuck out some leftovers to take to Luke's.
2: Yeah. But um, yeah, the next morning at Luke's, as you were saying, uh, the fight continues. Lorelai's like, I can't even go in there. She sends Rory mm-hmm. in to go get there. It's Danish day, so she wants Danishes and coffee. But Luke is too smart. Yeah. yeah. And this, we're gonna see
1: the scene over and over every time they fight. Lorelai mm-hmm. like can't go to Luke's, and it becomes a thing. Yeah, um, yeah. The whole thing with the the kid was weird.
2: Yeah, she was trying to. So after Luke denies Rory two danishes, oh, right, two yeah. coffees, he will only sell her one. Bad um, business, by the way. Yeah. Well, I mean that's. Uh, two petty people in an argument let's let's be yeah, honest
3: i will say rory has a very appropriate reaction to you want to watch me eat mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like, i love her face when she says that
2: yeah after uh, rory leaves she gives her mom the danish she keeps the coffee Lorelai tries to talk this random little boy into going into the diner and <laughs> luke sees her awkward. through the window like Holding on to this kid. A Stranger danger. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That kid should scream and run.
3: No, everybody in town knows who Lorelai is and her obsession oh. with coffee, though. <sighs> yeah. So this kid probably knows who she is, or at least her mom does, or his mom does.
1: They kind yeah. of just, like, look at each other in sadness. Mm-hmm. I don't know if mm-hmm. Lorelai can see Luke, but Luke can definitely see Lorelai.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: And it's just... Mm. But then Luke gets a call from Taylor Mm -hmm. And, um...
2: There's money (laughs) missing. Some things have gone missing.
3: From the bridge fund.
2: Right? That poor bridge. (laughs) Bridge It's never gonna get fixed.
3: (laughs) Either that or Stars Hollow has, like, ten bridges.
2: (laughs) And there's just, like, a constant bridge fund. It's not the bridge fund. It's the bridge fund.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Every bridge needs to be redone, and they're just going one by one. This is the second Mm -hmm.
2: one keeping count. But... So, Taylor calls and, us we assume, says, hey, I think Jess did this. And Luke, you know, goes up to bat for him and says, hey, if he says he didn't do it and nobody saw him did it, then he didn't do it. hmm Which, I mean, good for you, Luke, right? Having your nephews back. We'll see yeah. how that works out for you, buddy.
1: Um. <laughs> I mean, how much money do you think was in that bridge fund?
2: I mean, maybe like, what, $50? in like, that's you know, amazing. bills and 50 bucks. coins and stuff. He probably would just grab bills.
1: Yeah. It's still petty. Don't yeah. do it, though. Don't steal. Yeah, no. Well,
3: that's how he pays for his cigarettes right now. <laughs> mm, probably. From the bridge fund. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, we move on back to Shelton. Mm-hmm. Max.
2: Again after class. I've got to say, as a past student, student journalist i would have killed for an interview that was as like flowing as this they have great Mm -hmm. like chemistry you know like back and forth they have a great flow of conversation Mm -hmm. and rory's recording the interview as a a good little reporter would but there is a moment you know when they pause the tape recorder and it's it's honestly it's heartbreaking because rory says i really wanted you to be my stepdad and you're like, Max says, I really wanted to be your stepdad. And it's just like, oh, I'm so glad they had that opportunity. Yeah. Because, I mean, Lorelai Closer. took everything from them, so.
3: I feel like it gives Rory a little bit of the closure that Lorelai doesn't give her. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
2: Definitely. And it's like, I think it's important that we hear her finally verbalize that, like, I mm-hmm. wanted you to be my stepdad. Because, you mm-hmm. know, we've been rolling with All of Lorelai's decisions, Rory has just kind of gone along and been supportive. But no, Mm -hmm. she really wanted this to work. She liked Max and she wanted that. So hard to hear, but By the way, uh we gave a pretty like uh epic
1: goodbye to Max in the last episode. (laughs) Forgetting that he was (laughs) in this episode. So
2: well Hi Max. You're back. Hi. Good to have you back. Very different capacity. Um, but the rest of their interview goes really well. You know, Rory gets mm-hmm. really interesting information, uh, and I bet that Can the article you guys
3: picture Max as a clown.
2: No, no, and see, like I think it was a generational thing because my mom wanted to be a clown too, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I just I don't know a single person today who's like I want to be a clown.
3: Make great life choices to become a clown. Yeah, now gosh. it's like
2: oh, remember when there were those killer clowns? Throwback was to early twenty twenty seven. 15, yeah, yeah, whatever 16, that was. Maybe.
1: That was weird. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, uh, so they have a great interview,
1: guys. We go on to my favorite scene.
2: It's a good scene, yes,
1: of any episode of the show. Yes. And it's it starts out with Luke waiting for Jess after school, mm-hmm. and um, we'll go through the scene. First off, Jess looks hot as hell.
2: Yeah. I'm, oh uh, my god, this sweater. I have thoughts. They're in the fashion. We'll talk about it. <laughs> I
3: wish he wear would wear this sweater every single day. <laughs> it's so
2: funny. I really want to take this this shot of Jess, and I want to compare him to the last time we saw Dean in one of those gigantic oversized shirts, where we were talking about how his yeah. body shape, his broad shoulders just make him a square. Jess's mm-hmm. shirt fits him like it was sculpted onto his body. It really does.
3: Dean- could wear shirts like this and look fantastic just like jess does but they're showing the two different styles of
2: fashion that men were wearing at that time and Mm -hmm. dean is kind of in the boy stuff and Mm -hmm. jess is kind of Mm -hmm. wearing the man stuff yes it does get a little bit less mature
3: yeah yeah he starts wearing like buttons up button ups and but
1: in this moment moment, it's incredibly
2: good
3: (laughs) And I would just like to say, I know as a thirty-two-year-old woman sounds super creepy. We for were me all to be the talking. right age.
2: It's fine. I was the right <laughs> age
1: when this happened. To be fair,
3: also, <laughs> he, okay. Here's the other thing: uh,
1: Miley's media is like twenty-five. What? Yeah, here in this episode, and uh, Alexis is only nineteen. Mm-hmm. So keep that in she's, mind. Well, we're season also... two, so
3: she's probably twenty. She by might now, be 20, she's yeah. 6, Nineteen when the series started. Oh, I yeah. thought she was eighteen.
2: Well, either way, she's like early. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, They're adults. We yeah. adults. Yes. We were teens when they were adults. It's yes. all good. Well, I think I <laughs> yes. was a
1: preteen. Oh,
2: we were, yeah. We were okay. I was eleven, <laughs> but
3: I was still it's perfectly appropriate when these thoughts were initially formed. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. Anyway, uh, kind of. other than just looking great. Uh, he apparently stole the money for the bridge. Yeah. Like,
1: that. that's that's just a mm-hmm, thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, this is the
1: line that I do not understand, will never understand. They do the Pledge of Allegiance in six different languages, two I've never heard of.
2: He's what? from New York.
1: First off, no they don't. This is Chilton Public School.
2: Or, er, not I Chilton, don't. Stars Hollow Public School. I'm sorry, Hollow. Stars
1: Hollow Public School. Yeah. And also, Jess is well-read. Mm-hmm.
3: I mean- there's probably some. Uh, there's definitely languages I've never heard of. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. But like, do you think? I guess Stars Hollow could potentially have transplants from like New York or from another country, and to be respectful, let them pledge it in their native language. I don't
2: know. I just. I don't. I don't yeah, yeah, get it's one. weird. It's
3: weird. Yeah, it's very weird. And that
2: would take honestly so much time. It would. <laughs> the Pledge of Allegiance.
3: I'm sorry, it takes long enough just saying it once. Yeah but we they kind of so get into where a fight do you, i have a question mm-hmm. where do you think they're going because we know the school is essentially across the street from luke's they're <laughs> on some kind of like random forest path with a bridge is, is this the is, bridge
1: is, is, yeah is this the bridge because the bridge i hope this look isn't bad. the bridge
2: I, I assume also, it's, that it's a bridge that cars go over that they're saving on the money oh, for. Oh, definitely not- This seems yeah. like a very sound oh, okay, footbridge. Yeah yeah. 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 I don't- but Yeah, just where are they going? <laughs> yeah, anyway- They wanted uh, the scenic route. They really did.
3: It is a beautiful route. I would love to have a, an area like that to just go chilling.
2: Everybody Whoa. who knows this scene is like, oh my guys, god guys, shut up and get to the point.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: just okay, wants him to I'm stop. Done.
2: Alright? Yeah. He's angry, he
1: yells at him, Luke gets pissed off, and something happens.
2: It's, who, who wants to that's say, how it's gonna be? It's such an iconic moment, and it's, it's so fun watching it, like, watching it, knowing that it's gonna happen. Because, like, as an actor, when you're about to take any kind of stage hit, like, you have to not tense your body, right? You know mm-hmm. you're gonna get hit, mm-hmm. but you can't look like it. Milo does mm-hmm. an incredible job of not showing that he knows he's about to get just absolutely, here's my uh, Gen Z word of the day, yeeted into the pond. <laughs> <laughs> like, Luke just straight arm shoves him off, and he does a little flip into the water, pops right back up, and Luke keeps walking, like, didn't even happen. not yep. even that deep. <laughs> no. no, it hits,
3: like, his waist or hips or something. <laughs> it's, like, what, three feet, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Two and
1: a half? And he gets absolutely soaked because he goes under and it's just, it's Yeah, he's not prepared. No.
2: No. And it's so funny because. I love it. Immediately afterwards, right? Luke is like storming off immediately afterwards. Luke realizes, I just pushed my nephew into a lake and he goes right to Lorelai's house.
3: (laughs) And doesn't even just, just, I push him in the lake. What? What are you talking? I push him in the lake. Like, he's so freaked out by what he just did. He can't even have an actual conversation about it for a second.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, it's fair. Understandably so.
1: As Luke is getting there though, um, Lorelai and Rory have a little scene. There's coffee sadness. Lorelai can't get a good cup of coffee. But basically oh, yes. Lorelai picks up Rory's notes, mm, yeah, for the mm-hmm. interview of Max, and there's such a sad scene. Of Lorelai just looking at those notes and saying, like, he sounds like a hell of a guy. I sure know how Mm -hmm. to dump them.
2: Yeah. Which, (sighs) I mean, yes, Lorelai, you did. If you think he's a hell of a guy, okay. But you made your choice.
3: Yep. So Lorelai comes to marry or get close to being married three men in this series. And she says the same thing to or about both of them you have no idea how much i want to want him
0: mm-hmm.
3: like she knows he's a good guy she knows he would take care of her but it's just not there yeah and i mean good for her for realizing it yeah yeah especially in this situation before it becomes bigger mm-hmm. but
1: but back to luke he pushed his yes. his nephew into the <laughs> <his> lake <laughs> he deserved it i mean it was not okay but he deserved yeah. it yeah <laughs> I mean, it was satisfying, right? Like, that's
3: the, oh, yeah. this, this, And I still love Lorelai's reaction, can he swim? <laughs> yeah. That determines how bad this is, <laughs> is, if he can swim or not. Right. Because she has to know this lake is, like, two and a half feet deep, mm-hmm. right? Well, it depends yeah. on which
1: lake. I, I mean. Right? Just...
3: This is true. What bridge? Uh-huh.
1: Jam Hands is such an iconic rant to me. Yeah, Like, I remember it all the time. Like, that is one of luke's like number one rants in my mind because kids yeah. are sticky. totally accurate
2: like yeah. kids who have just it's... washed their hands are still sticky i don't know how <laughs> but it's true
3: i have washed jelly off of charlie's hands so many times and then she'll put her hand on my arm or something and i'm like how yeah <gasps> how is this still sticky yeah. Why is my arm purple? How did you do this? We just washed this. We have not touched the jelly since then.
2: When I used to work at the school, the janitor knew that I hated uh, waffle stick day and pancake Ooh. corn dog day because there was syrup. <laughs> syrup is like oh. jam 2.0. Yeah. Syrup is the yeah. glitter of the condiment world. And <laughs> it is so sticky and awful. And you give an entire school a little carton of syrup, and you find syrup everywhere for the next week. I get yep. it, Luke. Jam hands. <laughs> <laughs> but Jess is not a kid. Jess is 17.
1: Well, he is still a he's kid, but he's right. not a child.
2: He's a year away I from being a legal I sincerely hope that Jess adult. does not
3: have jam hands. <laughs> oh, no. I was going
1: to make a dirty joke. We're going to move past that. Um, <laughs> Good call. But Babette walks in, <laughs> distraught, doesn't even knock. Have you seen Pierre Pierpont?
2: Yeah, just doesn't even say my gnome. She just says that Prypon is missing. And yeah. Lorelai hasn't seen him. Like, she knows exactly who yeah. they are talking about. Um, the gnome Luke the doesn't. And <laughs> no, as, he's soon, as soon as he knows that this is a gnome, he knows where it is. Yep. And he knows that it oh, is yeah. coming back. <laughs>
1: um, before he leaves, though, he tells Lorelai, see you tomorrow for with your Danish. Implying yeah. mm-hmm. that he saved her Danish. Yes. Aww. Very they sweet. They make up
3: all is well with the world, all because he pushed Jess in the lake.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, Luke is on a rampage. He goes back to his apartment,
2: mm-hmm. where
1: um, Jess is still smoking, and he just dumps mm-hmm. everything patches, yeah. nicotine, yeah. whatever, gum, anything. You're, you're not that gonna Jess smoke is anymore. done
2: smoking. Yeah. Um, yep. And he just, he's Luke on. finds his dad voice. Yes. Yeah. He's on a tirade, a very mm-hmm. righteous tirade. It is bonkers to me that Jess not only stole the gnome, but then hid the gnome in Luke's apartment. Like, if I was going to steal garden furniture, for the sake of stealing it, I'd like throw it in the lake. Right? I wouldn't right? keep it right? on my possession. <laughs> like,
3: Put it in somebody else's yard. But
2: no, Luke knows exactly where to
1: look. Because <laughs> later, later is... on, just does pranks, right? This mm-hmm. would have been a yeah. perfect time to like pretend to kill the gnome or something somewhere else. Yeah. Put a chalk outline of the gnome in front right? of those <laughs> yes
3: <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, though. In terms of like finding it in Luke's apartment, there can only be like two places. Exactly, to chat. Yeah. there's like well.
2: the closet or the closet, the other closet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, Luke is just like, nope. You're going to school. You are graduating. You're gonna work for me in the diner. Like, you you're not don't get to fall. do this anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Which is honestly what Jess needs is yeah. like an adult who's gonna give him tough love and give him boundaries because he hasn't had that before. And I love Mm -hmm. when Jess's response is just, oh, I'm just going to take my stuff and go. And Luke says, where Mm -hmm. are you going? Ow. At least I asked.
1: He's figuring (laughs) it out. At least I asked. (laughs) I tried. But what's so interesting is, you know, Jess is awful in this episode, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But later on, we're going to get a scene between him and Luke where he just thanks him. And like, I'm waiting for that scene. Yes. Because This is with well, the payoff, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, yes. yeah. but till um, then,
2: but actually, <sighs> I think our final scene is it's not, I mean, I think it's a better version of Jess than we have oh, seen. Oh, yeah, definitely, uh, yeah, because Rory at the end of her last scene went out because she needed a folder for her mm-hmm. article. Um, mm-hmm. and so we run into Rory with her folder mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she sees Jess, yeah, this is the Jess that. Pulls you in.
3: We know, yes. right? Yeah.
1: This is the Jess that makes you think, oh, I'm in love with this kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. But Rory's vaguely upset with him. Because, you mm-hmm. know, he ran out of this dinner. Yeah. Yep. And Jess is very sweet with her. Yeah.
3: He finally found somebody he connects to in this town. Mm-hmm. And. <laughs> Without really knowing her.
1: Guys, I He's- watched this scene so many times as a kid. I rewind it. His disappearing act. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, like, the whole, like, um, Howl thing about, like, I read it about 40 times. And, like, Mm -hmm. uh, I thought you didn't read
2: much. What is much? What is much? Wow, what is much? Yeah. Oh,
1: my gosh.
2: (sighs) He's cute. Uh, I do like that Rory calls him out on stealing her book. Um, Yep. She offered to loan it to him, and he. Had to steal it. Takes it when she's not looking. he had to write notes in the margin, which she seems okay with. I, would I am hate not that. <laughs> I'm not a writing in my books kind of person. I'd be like, yeah. buy me another copy because you have ruined this. Right? Although I
1: tried to be. Like after this, I was like, ooh, maybe I should write. And then
2: I hated well, it. If a if a boy who looked like Jess Mariano wanted to write in one of my books, I guess maybe he could. No. <laughs> um, and she calls him uh, Dodger after
1: Dodger mm-hmm. from Oliver like
2: The one kind of flirty moment, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it and is. it takes him a second to pick up on it, and then he does, and she's clearly like impressed. Well, it would have mm-hmm. taken Dean forever if he, <laughs> he ever would, have had would to go have. to. Oh, the let's library. be fair.
3: Dean would not yeah. have gotten it.
1: So, like, even though it takes a second, that is way quicker than
2: than Dean would have done. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that we will learn about Jess is that, like, Jess is able to keep up. Oh, yeah. Jess is able to give it back.
1: And is that the thing? Is that Dean can keep up with Lorelai, but not Rory? And Jess can keep up with Rory, but not Lorelai?
2: Jess doesn't want to keep up with Lorelai. Well, yeah, that's that's also well. That's a thing,
3: though. He so he chooses not to. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
3: he could. Technically. Whereas Dean?
2: Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Well, and actually, honestly, looking at it from that point of view, like it totally makes sense why Lorelai is so team Dean later on. Oh yeah, definitely. why wouldn't yeah. you want your daughter to stay with the boy who's weirdly also in love with you? <laughs>
1: right? right. But that was just his first episode. Yeah. Um-hmm. He is here to that cause was... some havoc. Put a wrench in a relationship or two.
3: Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Guys, who was the townsperson of the week? Certainly not Jess. <laughs> no, I don't think it was Jess either. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have someone. I think it was Luke. I I was going to go with
2: Luke. He brings in his mean, nephew,
1: like, unconditional love. Yeah, I
2: think on that grounds, it can be Luke. He also pushes someone into Did the, Luke uh, make Luke? all of the best decisions? Yeah. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> I mean, Rory obviously had a pretty okay episode as far as, like, standing up for herself mm-hmm. against Paris. Uh-huh. She's working hard mm-hmm. on the paper staff. She made a great connection with Max. Um, she was very gracious having... Jess enter her home, but we also just gave it to her. So, <laughs> we well, she yeah, to this Luke. would be the third week in a row. Week would was like which is like Gilmore Girls, like Gilmore Girls. <laughs> but no, let's. I'd say yeah, Luke. I was,
3: I was torn between Rory and Luke, but I was leaning more towards Luke just because we had just had just given it to her, and everything Luke does, he is doing with good intentions. Oh yeah,
1: even yeah. pushing so. Jess into a lake, it's fine. O- outside of the one comment to Lorelei. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Now I'm torn. Because that was a harsh <laughs> yeah. comment. But no, no. But yeah, it was it makes sense. after Lorelei
3: also made some kind of inappropriate comments too. It's true.
1: Yeah. Alright, well. So, Tip for tap? Yeah. Uh, Luke and Lorelei are always going to be slightly volatile. But Luke as a whole was really great in this episode taking in his nephew. So mm-hmm.
3: congratulations, Luke. Nice. And after that, we have References with Sandra.
1: Weekly References with Sandra.
0: Weekly References with Sandra.
1: Alright, so for this week's references, I'm actually going to focus on the title of the episode, as well as the music that played. So, first up is the title. Nick and Nora, Sid and Nancy. Now, this was mentioned when Lorelai is trying to explain the fight. Like, it wasn't Nick and Nora, it was Sid and Nancy. Now, Nick and Nora, for um, the younger crowd... Is not Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Oh my gosh, I love that! that it's not what she's mentioning. <laughs> different thing.
3: <laughs> it's a fun movie, but different thing. It is a
1: very different thing. Nick and Nora is actually from a book called The Thin Man, and I actually read it in the two hours that I put it up. Where I was like, "Oh my god, this is from a book," and I read the book. It's from. Um, it was written in the nineteen thirties. It is really good. I really recommend it. Yeah definitely read it it's a murder mystery Nick and Nora are this like married couple who solve murder mysteries together um but they're really sharp and witty so like do you that conversation where um Luke and Lorelai are meeting on the sidewalk and she's like do you need help do you need help do you need help right Mm -hmm. when it falls off that is a Nick and Mm -hmm. Nora kind of uh, fight okay Where they're, like, on each other, but they're also not being angry at each other. Mm -hmm. Um, This is actually the first kind of showing of that bantering of, like, a couple that banter and kind of, like, are witty together, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it's actually became a trope from this. This is what they're talking about. Um, I really recommend this book. It was a lot of fun. It is, was also a movie called The Thin Man, and this movie is very, very famous. They made, like, mm. six sequels to the movie. Wow. There was See, only I only The book. Thin
3: Man sound, <laughs> sounded really familiar. Mm-hmm. It was... Uh, Outside of the urban legend, just
1: so of clear. <laughs> it was uh, William Powell and Myrna Loy. I hope I pronounced that right. And basically, these two are super rich, uh socialites they're also uh alcoholics they're always drinking mm-hmm. um they do nothing but have dinners with their friends and solve a murder <laughs> and also kind of have a witty so this is where M- murder mystery dinner theater came <laughs> basically um so that is nick and nora they love each other also he's 41 and she's 26 but you know that was the time um, yeah yeah but I recommend it. It's a quick read, only like 250 pages or so. And it's a little murder mystery. Sid and Nancy, on the other hand. <laughs> Sid is Sid Vicious from mm-hmm. The Sex Pistols. Nice. Yeah. And um, Nancy is Nancy Spungen. Hope I'm pronouncing that one right. Um, also known as Nauseous Nancy. By the media, okay, yep. Um. So Sid and Nancy, this kid Sid Vicious, he was born in 1957 in England. He died in 1979. So if you do the math, he was 21. He was in the Sex Pistols. It was you know punk rock, drugs, sex, rock and roll. That was that was mm-hmm. the seventies. Mm-hmm. And he had a girlfriend. They were together. Uh, They were living in the Hotel Chelsea in Manhattan when one day, unfortunately, Nancy gets stabbed. Um, There's a lot of controversy as to who stabbed her. Most people agree that it was, you know, Sid. Although there's conspiracy theories saying that it could have been a drug dealer or something. They were both on heroin at the time. They are, uh, they were very volatile. There was a lot of domestic violence. Uh, There was a lot of arrests when she died. He had to go to the Bellevue Hospital. It was real rough for him. He died maybe four months later of a heroin overdose. They were a very bad couple, guys, is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. Um, so this is a
3: prime example of passion does not equal love.
1: Exactly. It was, And not all love is healthy. Exactly. Very toxic. Very awful. She was 20 years old when, he, when she died. He was 21 when he died. It was a young couple well, unfortunately, uh, went through hell together. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. so this is what I compares her argument to Luke to. The Sid and Nancy, instead of uh-huh. Nick and Nora, who are, you know, just witty and bantering. So that, who, that's who they are, um, just in case you were ever wondering what the title meant. Now, I want to focus on the two songs. Um, the first one was This Is Hell. And this is obviously when um, Jess looks around Stars Hollow. And this song was performed by Elvis Costello. So Elvis Costello is um, a musician. His real name is Declan Patrick McManus. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and he is from Britain as well. He's from London. Uh, he was also in the, in the early 70s, uh, later on into the punk movement. He's been around for a while. I don't have anything specific about This Is Hell, but if you ever want to listen to a song by him, listen to Allison. I really like it. It's a good song. And then the second song that we hear is Girl From Mars. And this is when Jess and Rory are talking. And um, the line goes, "Um, I'm in love with the girl from Mars. Right. I think giving us a little bit of foreshadowing that there's going to be something romantic Happening. yeah
2: not very subtle foreshadowing <laughs> no
1: right um and this is a song by the band ash and ash is a northern irish rock band formed in 1989 they had like some modest hits but they've never really taken off too much um i don't believe they're still touring the last time they released an album was in 2018 but huh. if you ever want to listen to them that's who they was playing it was ash Um, But yeah, that was the title and the music. We don't usually get music in Gilmore Girls. So I feel like whenever we do, Mm -hmm. it's like they very specifically played that song. And Mm -hmm. Ash's song, this um, Girl from Mars, it was like on the Gilmore Girls soundtrack. Oh, So like they obviously thought it was very important. So Mm -hmm. yeah. But after references, we have books.
3: So yeah, we're, we still got books. We have another episode with an, a, a couple of books, actually. So there is a book that Jess carries and pearls out when he first gets there. Unfortunately, I couldn't find it. It moved too quick to find out really what that book was. Um, we do have the very specific book that Jess borrows, mm-hmm. <laughs> in quotations, from Rory. And it is called Howl by Allen Ginsberg. It's a poetry book right? it is it is it is a so the book itself is 44 pages or at least the i guess the kindle version is 44 pages he started it in 1954 and it was published in 1955 i believe
0: mm.
3: so alan Ginsberg, he i guess so there's some controversy around this it is a it is Poem. It's a poem in three parts. So, part one, Ginsburg called Part One A Lament for the Lamb in America with Instances of Remarkable Lamb Like Youths. Lamb? Yes, like the animal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Lamb to the Slaughter oh, type okay. lamb. Um, it's part one is best known for. Um, It communicates scenes, characters, and situations drawn from the author's personal experience, as well as the community of poets, artists, political radicals, jazz musicians, drug addicts. Um, This poem book came out in the height of the beatnik phases. So it was very much in performing art. It was performed by Ginsburg, I believe, a couple of times, actually. Okay. So part two... he says names the monster of mental consciousness that preys on the lamb it is about the state of industrial civilization characterized in the poem as moloch and ginsberg was inspired to write part two during a period of peyote induced visionary consciousness
2: all right (laughs)
3: yeah and then part three is a litany of affirmation of the lamb in its glory It is directly addressed to Carl Solomon, which Howell is also known as Howell for Carl Solomon, but it is directly addressed to him whom Ginsberg met during a brief stay at a psychiatric hospital in 1949. Um, And then there is also a footnote section as well, um, characterized by its repetitive holy mantra, an ecstatic assertion that everything is holy. Um, which Ginsburg says, I remember the archetypal rhythm of holy, holy, holy weeping in a bus on Carity Street, and wrote most of it down in a notebook there. And he said it as a footnote to Howl, because it was an extra variation of the form of part two. Hmm. What's interesting about this book, it or about this poem, it contains many references to illicit drugs and sexual practices, both hetero and homosexual, and... There was actually an obscenity trial. Wow! In 1957, customs officials seized 520 copies of the poem that were being imported from England on March 25th of 1957. On June 3rd, uh, Shig Murao, M U R A O. Um, the bookstore manager, was arrested and jailed for selling Howl and other poems to an undercover San Francisco police officer. Oh, okay,
2: <laughs> Undercover book cop. Wow.
1: <laughs> right? Um, do um, you think this is why Jess thought that Rory would go with him? Because she has this uh, book about sex?
3: I don't know. Maybe. I-, I mean, at this point, Jess doesn't know that where he has a boyfriend. Yeah,
2: no, he, he doesn't really doesn't know. know
3: anything about her other than that she reads a lot. Well, it's also and interesting, interesting. The first thing he grabs is Howl. Yeah,
2: it's interesting that he says that he's read it like forty times. Something about it yeah. must have really yeah. stuck with him. Hmm. Interesting.
3: Yeah. So there's also a controversy around it as well. Um, that it was written as a performance piece and later published by poet Lawrence Ferlinghetti of City Light Books. Um, and it was perpetuated by him as part of his defense case during the poem's obscenity trial. Um, upon the release, him and the bookstore manager were charged with disseminating obscene literature and both were arrested. And on, so, final verdict, the poem was not obscene. Well, look it. <laughs> Poetry is not my bag. It, I'm sorry. I I tried <laughs> and just got confused. I will say I did. So. I did Google
2: it, and the entire poem is just like widely available online. So if anybody mm-hmm. is curious is. about yes. what absolutely tickled Jess Mariano to make him read it forty mm-hmm. times, you can easily find it yourself.
3: Yes. Yeah. Literally, Google "howl PDF" and it is like literally the first thing
1: that pops up. Yeah. Um, same so with yeah. um, with my book, The Thin Man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Awesome. Okay. Cool. So, free books for you guys this
3: week: The Thin Man <laughs> and Howl by Alan Ginsberg. Howl by Alan Ginsberg. Thin Man was not by Alan. Ginsburg. It was not.
1: It's by um, Dashiel Hammett.
3: So, The Thin Man by Dashiel Hammett. Mm-hmm. Okay, but that was books. After books, we have fashion with Jess. Making fashion choices.
2: Making fashion choices. Making fashion choices with Jess. right, so season two has kind of been a little bit boring in the fashion world. Uh, We still haven't had any really standout looks. This was another mostly casual uh, episode, and I know that we chatted quite a bit about the episode, so I'm going to keep fashion pretty short. So my best dressed of the episode, we've already discussed it, it's such a good look. <clears throat> I'm like getting choked up thinking about it. Um, <laughs> she loves it but, so much. But my best dressed of the episode is Jess in his after school outfit. Um, he is wearing a light kind of blue gray thermal long sleeve top and jeans. Everything fits him perfectly. He just looks so good. Um, I don't think I've given a boy our best dressed yet. Maybe Max. Maybe Max got a special mention the first time we saw him all dressed up. Um, But, yeah, he looks great. My steal item of the episode was, surprise, surprise, it's another apron, guys. I just love fun aprons. I love Suki's rooster and chicken printed apron (laughs) that she was wearing when she was cooking in the house. The rest of her outfit was nice, too. She had a red dress with a blue cardigan. And, I mean, throughout the episode, there were plenty of totally fine outfits. Uh, When we first see Lauren Graham, she's wearing a brown patchwork floral tank with wide leg pants. It's a work outfit. I didn't think it really stood out either way. I mean, when we see Rory at the end of the episode, she's just wearing like jeans and a sweatshirt. Again, super casual. I did not have a worse dressed. I didn't think anybody was doing anything atrocious. Um, But yeah, best was absolutely Jess. And my steel item was a apron. Two weeks in a row. So that is a very, very quick fashion wrap up. I am very hopeful that as we uh, move on into the season, we get a little bit more interesting fashion. I was a little bit disappointed that we're finally back to Chilton because it means lots of Chilton uniforms. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But we will see. Fingers crossed. I know that they have lots of good fashion in later seasons. So hopefully season two is not just like a a rough one. Oh, yeah. Any other fashion thoughts? I wanted to
3: say something real quick. The last outfit that we see Rory in, just the jeans with a zip Mm -hmm. up and like a t-shirt or something underneath it. I know we've seen her in a similar similar outfit a couple of times, but like that was my go-to outfit in high school. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like it just it's on point. That is totally something I would have worn so many times. And
2: I guess we could give a really brief uh, overview of what Jess wears, um, because as you mentioned, I think it was Sandra, or maybe it was both of you, he is not wearing a leather jacket, which we will literally, like, that will come to define him, like, the leather jacket and, like, the harder material jackets. Um, When he gets off the bus, he is wearing a camo print long sleeve shirt and a blue puffy vest. And uh, he kind of wears a combination of long shirts, puffy vests, and jeans, and sweatshirts throughout the episode. Clearly, it's just what Mm -hmm. he threw in his bag. Um, Yeah, he. Thank goodness he threw in that blue gray thermal. (laughs) Really (laughs) saved the episode. The puffy
1: puffy vest. Yeah,
2: you're not Mm -mm. a fan. Mm -mm. No, it's it doesn't really work for his character. No. But we're still, again, we're still figuring out the character. He -hmm. will change. He will grow and evolve.
3: Puffy vests are only good for
2: Marty McFly <laughs> And season one Luke, you guys remember my puffy vest rant. Oh, He just yeah. looks so huggable. <laughs> but after fashion, we do have Stars Hollow Speaks. So we got a message, actually a little while ago now. Um, sorry, Kara, from Kara. And she said, Hey, y'all, I love your podcast. I watched the show as it aired at Rory's age and continue to rewatch it. And now I'm Lorelai's age. And my takes have definitely changed during these years, which keeps things fresh and ever-evolving. Since you've added your animated avatars to your podcast photo, would you be willing to say who's who for uh, name to a face? Privacy concerns understood, if not. Thanks also for the discourse. I'm really interested in your opinions on season five. So uh, thanks for noticing our um, little avatars, for one. Those are thanks to Emily's incredible cousin. So thank you for those. Shut up. And yes, she's an amazing artist. (laughs) As far as who's who, um, so I guess what's the order from left to right? Left is Sandra.
1: Yes. Center is is
2: me, Jess. I'm the one with the pigtail braids. And then the right is Emily. So Sandra, Jess, Emily. And if you scroll back in our Instagram, we actually have posted pictures of ourselves um, from when we went to dances. We shared some of our favorite dresses. So you can see our faces in that. And every now and then we pop up in uh, our stories. But Mm -hmm. hopefully that helps you put a name to a face. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast.
3: I do think on our new icon for our uh, podcast, too, we have our names in order of the pictures as well. Yes, we do. For the, the image icon. Yeah. Just to help.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Once. uh, it's Honestly. 2020 and 2021 have not been great years for getting pictures of me. But maybe <laughs> since we've gotten 10,000 plus listens. Wow. Um, we could each share a, a more recent picture of us as like a reintroduction. Maybe that'd be a fun thing we can do. That'd be cool. I'd yeah. Be but thank you again, Carrie. You're giving us lots of good food for that.
1: And then I put up a story about, you know, Jess coming into town. And why saw awesome? Just went simply Jess, and then three heart eyes emojis, which yep. I understand completely. Correct, appropriate. Yeah,
3: I. In case you can't tell, we are all team <laughs> Jess.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, I also put up a poll of Jess versus Dean. Uh, you'll be surprised to hear that uh, Jess won, uh, nineteen to <gasps> one. Oof. Okay. Yikes. Oh. Yeah. Except. For I guess it's technically 19 one, one, because Gabriella messaged to say Logan, not Jess or Ooh, Dean. Yep. Okay. Totally valid. I bounce yeah. back and
3: forth between the two. I get
1: you, girl. <laughs> um, but for now, ju- ju- just won the poll, guys. Just you mm-hmm. won, you won.
3: <laughs> and then last from Ninja Slayer, she commented on a couple of our posts she mentioned uh, she commented on our post for hammers and veil episode finally started listening to the episode today love the discussion and then our last post as well for um, red light on wedding night post uh listened to this episode earlier today learned a lot i didn't know before i feel awful i can't think of a lot of the things we discussed that day because it was so (laughs) long ago (laughs) Um, but i'm glad we helped you out and then she also sent us a message as well. She says, I think it's really amazing that Milo and Alexis didn't have to do a chemistry chemistry read together and then it was just right there from the start. Also, Girl from Mars was such a perfect song choice for the last scene and notes in the margins. Just such a perfect introduction for the beginning of this romance. Okay. And I think we can all do a hard agree on that. Yes. I do want to give one final uh, shout out. So Ninja Slayer, she did a Luke's diner carving pumpkin for halloween how cool it's on her instagram i gotta say she did a really good job oh my gosh, I have way to go better check than now. pumpkins i
2: carved
3: <laughs> so way to go thank you for the comments and fantastic halloween carving
2: and thank you again to everybody who uh checks out our instagram stories and likes our posts and comments and <laughs> um keep the apple podcast reviews coming those really help us get our podcast out to new ears uh and as always all of our uh, contact information will be at the end of the episode all right
1: guys i know this is the moment you've all been waiting for it's coffee um yes okay so first and foremost there is a scene where lorelei orders a cup of coffee drinks a little and then rory comes in she's ranting she takes the cup and drinks a little so they share a cup of coffee Mm -hmm. um so i'm marking it down as half that's fair. We're getting half this time around. So uh <laughs> Lorelei had one and a half cups of coffee mm-hmm. and Rory had two and a half cups of coffee. Because Rory decided oh. to keep the coffee and give the Danish to Lorelei.
2: Has Rory ever had more coffee than Lorelei before? I, it's very
1: rare. I don't think so. Um, it, it happened like when occasion. um she had her long day um doing schoolwork during the weekend. Oh. But besides that, no, not usually.
3: Okay. Yeah.
1: But it was a it was a tough well, worry, tough couple of days for Rory. Rory did have
3: a little bit of a tough yeah. Ep- yeah, a tough episode.
1: But um that was this episode, guys. Just is here and finally I
2: love the banter between these two, so like I can't wait for the season. Honestly, it's- it was so refreshing watching this episode. It just feels like the start of something new. hmm Like yeah. we're finally getting into new people, new content.
1: The season, one. season one is so mm-hmm. nostalgic it's so cute it's so innocent season two though we need we need a juicy, the juicy yeah, drama we need drama
2: yes yeah well i mean next episode we'll get even more it just keeps going <laughs>
1: <laughs> and maybe dean will be in an episode i don't know
2: yeah who's that he's the who's new dad who's that who guy who is he
1: <laughs> he's gotta be in the next one right
2: mm-hmm. we'll see we'll see
3: but anyways, this was Sandra. This is Emily.
2: And this was Jess. And Bye. we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye.
1: Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can reach us on Instagram at Pod or email us at townmeetingpod at gmail.com. And now you can support us at buymeacoffee.com townmeeting. Hope you guys enjoyed. Bye.